Welcome to Embrace It All with Certified Life Coach Angela Adams. Although living with anxiety can be a challenge, did you know that you can really enjoy your life and thrive despite dealing with anxiety? Come with me and let me show you how you can love and embrace all of it. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back. I hope you all had a great Valentine's Day. I hope you all felt the love. (laughs) I know I did. We didn't do anything really spectacular, but I still felt the love. We were able to talk to our grandsons that night, and that's always, always a riot. You never know what you're going to get when you talk to them, and I love it. In fact, a few days before Valentine's Day, I was talking to one of my grandsons who was coming home from his preschool Valentine's party, and he was so excited to tell me all about it because he just loves preschool. Anyway, during the conversation, he, he bursts out and asks, Grandma, will you be my Valentine? Well, of course, of course, I said, yes. What grandma wouldn't say? Yes. Yes, I'll be your Valentine. And then right away, I asked him, hey, Grayson, will you be my Valentine? And instead of getting the sure grandma or the yes grandma that I was expecting, I hear this hysterical laughter. I mean, he's just really laughing. And he says in between in his laughter, "Uh, no, grandma, I can't be your valentine. (laughs) Your husband is your valentine. Duh. (laughs) Oh, I couldn't help but laugh. He just makes me laugh. He says the funniest things. And I love... Don't you love being around children? They, they're they so quick to see the humor and things, right? I love being around anybody who can make me laugh. My family always can make me laugh, and my husband is really good at this. And that's one of the things I love most about him. He just has this way of always knowing what to say or what to do at the right time when I just need a good laugh, and I love him for it. So I want you to think about this question. When was the last time you laughed? I mean, really laughed. What were you doing? What was it about the situation that made you laugh? At Christmas time, my husband and I attended a Christmas party at one of our friend's house. And after dinner, we played a few games. And there was a lot of laughter. And we played one game in particular, and it was reverse charades. And I don't know if you've ever played it you know what I'm talking about. If you've never played it, you really need to. It is really funny how instead of one person guessing um, or one person acting out and the group guessing the phrase or the word, it's reversed. So you have a whole group of people acting out this phrase or this word for only one person to guess. And it's hysterical. I've never laughed so hard in my life. Here we were in, in the all of us adults who normally see each other in a more serious, serious context, we were laughing hysterically. It was, it was one of the most fun things I've done in a long time. And I was thinking about this and I was thinking about one thing that I wished I would have done more when my children were little. And that was laughing. I wished I would have laughed and I wished I would have smiled, smiled more. I've always taken life a little too seriously. I always wanted to make sure that my, you know, I did, I I raised my children right, that I did the right things, that I kept my house running right and and I was just so caught up in in that that I 
oftentimes would forget to laugh. In fact, one of my sons, I'll never forget this. One of my sons, when he was really little, he looked up at me one day and he he asked me in all seriousness, Mom, why do you always have your mad face on? Oh, ouch, that just hit me. I realized because I was so worried about everything just being just so that I I must have had this permanent scowl on my face and I must, obviously I wasn't laughing enough, right? And I don't know if it was because I was worried that if I laughed at some of my children's mischievous behavior that they would just keep doing that or if I, if they wouldn't take me seriously if I laughed too much, I don't know what it was, but I just didn't laugh as much as I wish I could. And maybe, maybe you find yourself in the same boat. I don't know. But I really wished I would have laughed more. Now, I love what Marjorie Pay Hinckley said, and I think she said it best. And thank goodness I I read this when, you know, <laughs> years ago, because she says the only way to get through life is to laugh your way through it. You either have to laugh or cry. I prefer to laugh. Crying gives me a headache. And that she's so right. Don't you agree? And I remember having to always go back to that quote again and again when I was taking life a bit too seriously. There is so much power in laughter, right? And so today, that is what I want to focus on. I also want to offer to you that learning how to laugh can be a skill that you can learn through practice. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit as well. So I decided to do a little research on the power of laughing. And in everything I found, I found some common conclusions in all of this research. Laughter eases tension and anxiety of any situation. Laughter gives us another perspective. Laughter allows us to view ourselves in a more positive light. Laughter combats taking things so seriously. Laughter has physical and mental health benefits. And laughter can heal. So laughter eases tension and the anxiety of any situation. So I want you to think about, and I, I want you to think about a time where you were in a situation where the tension was really, really really high. There was, you could, like, you almost could cut the tension with a knife, right? Lots, lots of stress, lots of tension. And, and all of a sudden, somebody says something funny or, or makes a face or cracks a joke. What happens in that situation? The tension just all of a sudden just dissipates, right? It just dissipates. It's kind of like blowing up a balloon, if you will. You know how when you get a balloon and you want to blow it up to to see how big it will get, right? And the more you blow and the more tension, the tighter and tighter it gets, right? And then, then all of a sudden it slips from your mouth and it releases and goes flying all over the place, right? And it just releases all of the tension, all that air that you just blew into that. And it goes back to more of a relaxed, almost normal state. (laughs) That's what laughter can do in tense situations. 
So Hubie Brown says this, a wholesome sense of humor will be a safety valve that will enable you to apply the lighter touch to heavy problems and to learn some lesson and problem-solving skills that sweat and tears often fail to dissolve. Oh, I love that, right? Number two, laughter gives us another perspective. I love what Brad Wilcox says in his talk, If We Can Laugh At It, We Can Live With It. (laughs) Don't you love that title? That title alone just drew me in. But anyway, he said, we can't always choose what we look at, but we can choose what we see. I want you to think about that idea. I really love that idea that we can choose what we see, what we want to see in any situation. And that is one of the things that really drew me into coaching because a coach helps you to see different perspectives. And I remember the first time I was coached and my coach offered so many different perspectives of a situation that I just, I was sure was just true. And by offering these situations, and some of them were kind of funny, actually, and it really helped me to understand that I had the ability to see that situation how I wanted to see it in in a way that would serve me. And that's what I do as a coach. And that's what happens when you come to one of my sessions with me. I can help you see things in a different perspective. And maybe even a humorous perspective to help you laugh, right? But that's what laughter can do too. It can help you see things in a whole different perspective. It can help you see the bright side of any situation. Um, I have a friend of mine whose daughter, well, this friend, she and her husband were at work. Her kids were at school And they got a phone call from a neighbor telling them that their house was on fire. So immediately they all came home from work and school and got to their house and sat there and were watching the firefighters um, working on the house. Now, as you can imagine, this is an incredibly tense, tense situation. And I'm sure there were so many thoughts going through their heads. And she, she told me that at one point, one of her daughters pulled out of her pocket the house keys and she just simply walked up to the house and she threw the keys in the fire and she turned around and said to everybody, well, I guess I won't be needing those anymore. And Judy told me that the tension was able, she was able to relieve the tension that was there by just that one, that one comment, that one perspective. I love how my daughter, my daughter is great at this. She always sends us videos or pictures. I just love getting these videos and pictures of the latest escapades that my grandsons (laughs) are in. And they're hilarious. And what I love most about it is that even when there are beads or beans or flour all over the floor or whatever mess that they have made or gotten into, She takes the time to laugh. She takes the time to take a picture and laugh about it. And I just love that. She sees that situation the way that serves her best. Number three, laughter allows us to view our lives in a more positive light. 
Are you one of those that can laugh at yourself when you make a mistake or when you mess up? Think about those people that do that. It's really fascinating to me because they don't dwell on their mistakes. They just realize, oh, I messed up. They pick up, they laugh about it, and they move on. They don't take themselves so seriously. And I love that. And Gordon B. Hinckley says, if the time ever comes when we can't smile at ourselves, it will be a sad time. (laughs) So don't, it's okay to laugh at ourselves. It's okay to laugh at ourselves. Laughter, number four, laughter combats taking things so seriously. So I had a dear friend of mine, and oh, we were friends for, gosh, over a decade. She was an older lady, and she had, Margaret had so many health problems. In fact, I have never met anybody who who was dealing with so many health problems all at once. And any childhood disease you can imagine, she had it. It was it was crazy. And her mobility was down and she, you know, she just she had a lot to deal with. But what I loved about her, I loved visiting her and I loved taking her to the doctors because she found humor in all of it. She was able to find humor in a situation that others might have it might have devastated others. She didn't like the situation she was in. She would have loved to have been healthier, but she was able to take the situation that she was in and she was able to find humor in it. She didn't take it so seriously. And I loved it about her. In fact, you know, a lot of times I would go to visit her thinking that, oh, I would brighten her day, but the opposite, the opposite happened. She always brightened my day and she always helped me see that there was nothing that couldn't be a laughing matter. And I loved that about her. Number five, laughter has physical and mental health benefits. It really does. Laughter can burn calories. It can lower our blood pressure. It boosts our moods. I don't know about you, but have you ever had one of those really long days at work or with the kids or whatever? And you read something funny or you see something funny on TV or and how it just boosts that mood. It's almost like that instant relief, right, from just such a heavy day. My husband and I have a favorite show that we like to watch every night before we go to bed. And my husband has a really stressful job. And so we like to watch this little cute 20-minute comedy that takes everyday life situations and just helps you see the humor behind it. And it's so therapeutic for us to just, at the end of our day, just get a good laugh before we go to bed. Number six, laughter heals. How many times have you um, sat around as a family and shared shared funny family memories? Or I remember about, oh gosh, the year that my dad um, got really sick and the year before he passed away, there was a lot of tense moments. And I remember... It was, it was, 
there was a lot of stress, a lot of stress. But whenever my brothers were around, there was also a lot of laughter. And I loved, sometimes I loved being out in the living room when my brothers were in the bedroom with my dad and I could just hear them laughing hysterically. And it was so healing to hear that. And even as the family went after my father passed away and we were sitting around recalling all the funny memories, all the fun memories that we had, it really helped us heal and keeps helping us heal from my father's passing. In Ecclesiastes 3, 4, it says, there's a time to laugh. And in Proverbs 17, 22, it says, a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. So to me, that just tells me right there that even God sees the importance of having a sense of humor, of being able to laugh and not take things so seriously. He wants us to have joy. He wants us to laugh. And he's told us that there is a time to laugh. Now, although laughter has so many powerful benefits, there is a caution, obviously. Laughter can also be very hurtful and harmful. There's a difference between genuine humor and humor that hurts. Hurtful humor is always at somebody else's expense. Sarcasm can be a form of hurtful humor if you let it. So ask yourself, am I laughing with someone or am I laughing at someone? If it's the latter, then you're laughing at the expense of someone else. And that can have such lasting negative effects on the person, on the relationship, on everything. So laugh responsibly. All right, now, now if you're thinking, but Ange, what do I do if I don't have a sense of humor, if I don't have a great sense of humor at all? What if laughing doesn't come easily for me? Well, here's a secret, (laughs) a secret that I've actually learned. A sense of humor can be developed at any age. It's a skill that can actually be developed with practice. Now, I know that sounds kind of funny, right? Because we all know people who are just naturally gifted with a sense of humor. But it's true. We all can develop the gift or the skill of having a sense of humor if we just practice. One way that I am working on this is by intentionally looking for humor in various situations that I'm in. My brain has a habit of going right to the serious side of any situation, but I am really working on breaking my brain of that habit. And I've actually seen some improvement over the years, so I know it can be done. Just last year when my husband and I were driving to California and he was critiquing my driving, I I would have used to, you know, gotten really defensive and... But instead, I intentionally found the humor in this, and I I made a quip like, I wonder if this is how your dad felt when your mom was, or how your dad felt when he was driving with your mom. (laughs) And I remember just that humor alone helped ease, 
eased not only the tension, but it helped me find humor in that otherwise tense situation. Intentionally looking for humor has helped to manage the stress and anxiety in my life in such an amazing way. And stress and anxiety used to come so quickly when I would take things so seriously. But but if I intentionally look for the humor, it seems like that anxiety and that stress just dies down. Now, it takes practice. It really does take practice, but it's so worth it. And if you are finding yourself struggling with this, please sign. go to my calendar, sign up for a coaching call. I can help you with this. I really can help you with this. Another way is to, another way to develop the skill of a sense of humor is to collect good jokes. And I, I am totally amazed at, at how my husband has collected so many jokes throughout the years. He has, he has this collection in his brain. I don't know. I, I think he must have like this, this section of his brain that's humor. And he can always pull a joke out at the top of his hat. It, it's, just, it's just amazing to me. And even one of my sons now is having fun collecting, collecting what he calls dad jokes. And he, he likes to share them every day at work. And he, he says they've been a really big hit with his coworkers that are sometimes a little more serious. Another way is um, that we can do, that we can develop the skill is by jotting down funny things that we hear and keep them either in a notebook or somewhere where we can refer to them often. We can do this to help sharpen our ability to recognize humor when we hear it. And we can use it whenever we're um, maybe giving a talk or doing, you know, or, or with a group of people. Anyway, what it does is it helps you have an ear, listen for those humorous things. And sometimes humor can be pretty subtle, right? So when you catch it, you can actually write it down. Another way to develop is to just share it. Share a laugh with friends and family. And according to one study that I read, you are 30 times more likely to laugh around other people than when you are by yourself. Now think about it. <laughs> that makes sense, doesn't it? Making, make, your, make time to spend with people who are funny and help you laugh. And it's even better if you get them laughing too, right? It's really contagious. That's why I love spending time even with my grandsons because they make me laugh. Tell jokes, laugh with each other, share funny stories, laugh and laugh some more. Remember, the only way to get through life is to laugh your way through it. So let go, my friends, and laugh more this week. Intentionally look for the humor and notice what happens to you. Have a great week, and I will see you next time. Have you ever wondered what life coaching can do for you? Sign up now for a free coaching consultation at AngelaAdamsCoaching.com. I would love to be your coach. 